Hello everybody and welcome back to the WM32 Football Podcast and today we have been joined by somebody who I had the pleasure of meeting at quite a few years ago now um, on a FA course and is, well, pre-lockdown was working as a coach for Leicester Nirvana in Step 5 in the in the Football Pyramid. So been delighted to join uh, to to welcome uh, Rory Downs uh, and who's going to be with us today Rory thank you so so much for for coming on um, and, and taking your time out to, to come on and speak to us today um, just give us a bit of bit of a background with the role that you've got at, at Leicester Nirvana how you doing Wes yeah it's a pleasure to um, speaking to you it's an honor to be on your uh, podcast um, at the moment um, my role at Leicester Nirvana is a first team coach because um, how basically how it's set up at the moment um, you've got the manager and you've got assistant manager so I'm the first team coach so I've been there since um, 2018 in that role so I'm totally enjoying it so far mate. No brilliant brilliant excellent and I think you know to to have somebody that's working within the within the men's game of, of at semi-pro level is um, will be you know you'll give a completely different aspect I think to to people that we've had on on previously and obviously no disrespect to those guys because they you know they've all got fantastic journeys and fantastic stories um but Rory just tell us a little bit about your coaching journey so far obviously I know we've we've uh, crossed paths on a on an FA course a few years back but but you know give us a bit more background into your into your coaching journey so far yeah um obviously I've been coaching for I think it's probably nearly 21 years now um Ideally, what happened is kind of a bit of a coincidence because like previous before I used to like a um, DJ and I got myself into like the music and everything like I was DJing all over the place. And then um, what happened, one of my one of my great friends, a guy called Anthony James, I mean, I got a lot of respect for the guy. And um, what happened, obviously, he says he wanted me to like um, do some youth work in the community. I said, OK, no problem. I'll do that. And obviously I was into football from back in the day when I was younger and everything like that, that, that was my biggest, that, that was my biggest thing at that time. Um, so I obviously stepped out, I didn't really do much football then. And then obviously like I was in a youth club and like there are quite a few young kids who was interested in football. And obviously what happened um, with the kids there, they came back, came back to us complaining and saying, oh, we're not getting games, we can't get into, um, teams because obviously people get favoritism and things like that so I says, I says to Anthony James I says at the end of the day I think we need to start a football team so basically we've written a few names down and then obviously we spoke to a few people and then through the, through the youth work we was doing uh, we applied for quite a lot of funding and we started the team the team was called Oxbridge United um, and I can remember the first training session we had I think we had about 35 kids you know what I mean? I was thinking, wow, you know what I mean? And then all these kids are at a decent level. And the thing about it, we could have probably had um, two teams at the, <laughs> at, at the lads, to be fair. So um, that started in uh, 2000. And the thing about it is because, like, I, I never coached before. Obviously, I did. I think it was that time I had a junior team managers. Um, it, yeah, junior team managers. Um, it wasn't even level one that time. I think it was 98. 99 and never didn't even have no level when it was junior team manager i was still able to um, coach the team obviously i had the first aid and things like that but it wasn't so strict as it was before and 
obviously like we started playing in a, in a local league um, to start off with. I think um, I think first six or seven games, I didn't think we even won a game. To be honest, I didn't think we won a game. And I was looking at myself, I was thinking, wow, is this is this really for me? And then um, obviously there's quite a few players um, who liked the way everything was run in the team. They came and joined us, and then results started picking up and we did really really well and then uh, we started attracting quite a few players and the club just grew from strength to strength basically yeah no no, that's brilliant Rory excellent and I think it's quite um, an interesting um, story in the sense of how you sort of you sort of got into it which um, which then leads me on quite nicely to to my next question And, and obviously you mentioned there that you was more of a of a DJ and, and things like that. So, yeah. you know, I know you've got involved with coaching, but, you know, was it something that you always wanted to get into eventually? Or, you know, is it is it purely coincidental that you've ended up coaching through and that's through your youth work? Um, to be honest, I, I really, really had the ambition um, for football. Um, obviously, when I was younger, I say, like, I used to play, like, used to love playing football at school and things like that. But um, obviously, to, to be honest, it's like because my parents um, are really like into church, you know, on Sundays and things like that, I got forced to go to church. And think about it on like, um, you used to have the games on a Sunday, so I wouldn't be able to play. So ideally, when, when it was time for me to play football and I had my other friends, basically, they're at a decent level. I was, I was like playing catch up, but I still love the game no matter what. Still love the game no matter what. So obviously, um, it, it, that opportunity just come up, and I said, you know what, I've I've got to do it. Definitely, no doubt about it. So um, it was it was good. It was good. Yeah, that brilliant, and I, I like the fact that the um, you know, you've almost taken the the opportunity that that has come, um, and that has been presented to you, um, and you know, like you said, grab taking it with both hands, and and have and have progressed on um through your through your coaching journey if you like um and throughout your your time i'm sure you've probably come across quite a few um different coaches yourself and and whatnot but are there any that that you look up to it might be say from your experiences looking in looking at the level that you're at now or or you know towards the towards the top end so you know are there any coaches that you do sort of look up to and, and and whatnot yeah well when i first started coaching um there was there was one person called um, I don't you might even not not know him or not. Um, obviously, he he was an ex footballer. He used to play football like professionally, like called Tony Hemmings. Um, he's had quite a lot, and I've known him from when I was younger. And obviously, when he was playing when he was playing football at like league level, um, he used to play for Wickham. He used to play for Northwich Victoria, and even Tamworth, he's, he's had so many clubs, it's unbelievable, you might not like me saying that, but I'm just telling the truth, um, he's had so many clubs, and the thing about it with him, is his knowledge in the game was absolutely outstanding, so obviously when, on, on the way back from games, he used to, used to talk about how the game went, and you know what I mean, he, he liked to hear what I have to say, and things like that, so you know what I mean, the knowledge he was getting from his manager himself, because obviously he used he used to um, play under Martin O'Neill, Sammy McElroy, and you know he says it all. Even um, who else he used to play a lot? Um, his manager uh, when he's at Tamworth, um, Gary Mills. He, he was that 
he was, he was a brilliant, he was a brilliant coach. He was Gary Mills, brilliant manager. Say he was brilliant. So obviously, with all that, all that um, information in the game coming to me, I, I thought it made me better as a coach and via, like a manager. Because obviously, if I'm getting all this information, instead of me taking everything, I, I, I could take the parts what I could build my own philosophy myself. So. Tony Hemmings, I, I really do think he played a big, massive part um, in my in my coaching journey. And the funny thing about it, um, he started he started a job at um, Burton College, and he wanted a football coach. The first person he called was me. So ideally, it it, it just worked out. It just worked out well for me, basically. He was not me, so I've got to give him the most respect, to be honest. Anyway, hundred percent, and. Um, in obviously in a professional game, I'd have to say no doubt about it. You know, I'm an Arsenal fan. Arsene Wenger. It'd have to be Arsene Wenger. You know what I mean, the way he um, changed that Arsenal, the Arsenal team, to be honest, because like everybody used to say, when George Graham was a, a manager at Arsenal, it was just a long ball thing. You know what I mean? The players used to work hard and just show a little bit of flair in the final third. But Arsene Wenger, he was just pure football. To be fair, I ain't gonna lie. So um, it, was, it was really good. Yeah, no, brilliant. And um, it's quite interesting that you've, you know, you've come across uh, somebody along your, your coaching journey so far that has, you know, been a massive, massive um, Im- and has had a massive impact on you and, and, and things like that. And even, you know, you mentioned there about, about your philosophy and how you would like to shape that and all the different bits that you've probably taken along the way from, from various people. Um, and then obviously, you know, going into the professional game, you know, someone like like Arsene Wenger and, you know, for what he achieved with with the red side of North London um, as it is um, and, you know, and whatnot. Um, and you mentioned there, Rory, your your coaching philosophy. Um, what would you say that is if you could give me like a definition on it? I would say because like to be fair, I, I always make sure um the players who play in my team, they've got to go out and express themselves. It's most important to express themselves because when players are really uptight, you're not getting the best of them. But when when you've got getting them to express themselves and play in certain areas instead of like because like there's too many there's too many coaches out there now. It's like as soon as you as soon as they get the ball, all they're looking to do is just hit it, hit, hit it 60, 70 yards. I don't really like to play like that, to be fair. Okay, there's times when to play, when to do that, when there's times not to do that. I'm a person I like to be. Um, I'm like more possession based. Get the ball, get the ball down and play, and move the ball quick as possible. That is me personally, and work hard. The first important, first uh, most important thing I'm looking for players to do. They have to work hard. That is key. That is key because if it's all right having all that ability and all the skill, and you're not prepared to work hard. There's no point at all. I prefer I prefer eleven players who work hard than players who are going to be flash and you know what I mean, look good, and you know what I mean. The lazy. That's one thing I can't stand. Lazy players. That's hundred percent. So. Uh, no, it's brilliant. <laughs> it must be a must be a frustrating time with you with with certain players, especially with like your, yourself being an Arsenal fan and uh, <laughs> and whatnot at the minute. Um, <laughs> You know, with the way that the way that Arsenal have have been or had been performing for for a, a period of time, um, but Rory, you mentioned there about um, you know how your teams would would like 
to play. And you mentioned little little snippets there of being a more possession based um, team. Would you say that that is your defined playing style, or you know, as you've um, been going through your coaching journey, has, has your playing style then changed depending on the group that you you've been working with? And, um, it it just depends because like obviously the thing about it is when I first started like um, like for instance like there's another team I used to um, have um, a team called Unity All Stars because um, obviously when I when I kept on the Oxbridge United uh, team they you know what I mean they they were like footballers who you know what I mean full of skill so they like to be more on possession based. But with the, when I started Unity um, All Stars, I think it was 2011. Um, there were different type of different type of lads. These are under 12s. So obviously the coaching, what I was coaching the other team uh, before, it was totally different. So I had to kind of mix up, mix up like the philosophy. So obviously some of the lads who um, wasn't the most gifted, but you know what you get from him. They'll work hard like the defenders, there wasn't the best on the ball. So obviously what I had to do, I had to say to the defenders, say, right, this is what you need to do. You just need to just give it to the players who can play. So obviously until they built themselves up to say, right, yeah, I'm that confident to get the ball down and pass it around and get forward. So it, it, just, it was just like a kind of build up of a momentum, really, to be fair. So yeah, it, it, it just, it really does depend on what, um, what group you got. But like obviously in this um, semi-pro game now, obviously you you cannot really carry nobody. But in junior league football, yeah, yeah, I got no choice. You have to carry a few of them. You have to carry a few of them, and you and, and you can get away with it. But when it comes to semi-pro and professional, you cannot get away with it because you get found out, hundred percent. Yeah, no, and obviously the the league that you um, that you coach in is a league that I have had experience of, of playing in myself, and and um, yeah, I, I think you know you mentioned there about carrying carrying people and the fact you can't really do it at that at, even at that level, and you know I completely agree. There's there's times where you might look in within your group and go. I mean, I'm not trying to dig anybody out here for anyone that I, that has played with me and that, and that will be listening. But, you know, there's sometimes you might look at um, maybe a couple of players in your group and just go, well, I'm not I don't know if they're up for up for the game um, today and whatnot. But then equally on the flip side, um, you know, you might look across in the in the changing room and go like we've got a fantastic group of, of players here and, you know, everybody's up and, and ready for for the game and, and things like that, um, you know, just. Just little things that, that pop into to players' heads, I'm sure, all the time and and, and everything else. Because, you know, ultimately we're all competitive people and we all want to win. So, you know, to be there for the for the same reason is um is obviously a, a big a big bonus and, and whatnot. Um and Rory, you mentioned as well, um, you know, one of the qualities that you like in players is is working hard. Would you say then that that is one of the main qualities that you look for, or are there other things that you look for in in players? You know, such as technical ability or game understanding, coachability, and and all of those kind of things as well that go with that. Yeah, I would I'd say that. I think that's the first thing for a, um, a player to be successful. Um, they have to work hard. That is key. That is the most key. But um, another thing, um, what I, I really look for if players are prepared to take things on board yeah just like sponges that's that's how i look at it like play if players can be like a sponge and can take good information on 
I, I think that makes I think that makes the coach's job more easier. Um, the worst thing could ever happen. You could have you could a player could work hard and have the most ability, but if they listen to the coach and producing what they're supposed to be doing, that can be a problem. But for me, if players are like sponges and you know, they take things on board, what you tell them, oh, that, that that's half of your job. That's half of your job. To be fair. Because I think quite there's quite a few um, players there um, because they've been at a higher level and when they go down to a lower level now, what happens, they think they know everything and then when they're going to teams and they say, yeah, yeah, I know everything, I know this, I know that, nobody can tell me nothing. And then they're the same players will get managers sacked. So if you're not kind of ruthless enough, especially in the semi-pro um, game, not ruthless you, you you will struggle so you have to you know what's what to be fair if a player is kind of taking the mickey or he's not taking the mickey at all so that's most important work hard and listen to what people are telling you 100% and uh, for, for like technique based um, I, like, I like players who are very technical but obviously you, in, in this game now you know, that, that, I might as well say that's kind of the forward players but like Obviously, if defenders are probably not the best technical, so obviously, if I say I like technical players, I'm, I'm probably looking more attacking, attacking-based players. So, yeah, so it's just hard to say, basically. Yeah, no, but actually, I quite like the um, the fact that you said that um, obviously working hard is is one of the main things that you look for, but also um, players that take on information. Um, and I think that's a great bit of advice, actually, for for any young player that is that is um, listening. Um, you know, for them to to just quite simply work as hard as they can when when they are training, but also listen to to the information that's being given to them by by whoever's coaching them. Um, and you know, we would all like to to hope and and believe that the information that we're given is 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 going to make them better. Um, um, but, you know, there can be uh, other circumstances that can get in the way of that sometimes. But I think, you know, it's a great bit of advice, actually, for for any young player, like I say, that is that is listening to, to just work hard and, and actually just listen to, to the information that the coaches have, um, have been uh, or that are given um, that are given them. Um, and Rory, you're in your in your 20 plus years of, of coaching, um, shall we say, um, you've obviously worked with a lot of, of players and you know different types of players as, as well. Would you say though that you have a any sort of bias towards a particular type of player? So um, you know, is it the ones that that work hard for you that really kind of stand out, or is it or is it the ones that you know have those little flashes of brilliance that that you sort of take a shine to? Uh, to be honest, I, I'd, I'd say the, the player is uh, the flash of brilliance. Because uh, there's quite a few times, obviously, uh, when I was at Unity All-Stars, um, we had a few cup finals. And obviously, like, there was one game, I think it was, was it 2-0 down or 2-1 down at half time? And obviously, we wasn't playing the best at all. But I just knew this lad. Um, can, I, can I mention his name? <laughs> if, if you want, yeah. Yeah, yeah a lad called Jordan Smith. And obviously... He he's that confident. He was that confident. Um, he had when he celebration set up. He had three goal celebrations set up. That, that that's how confident he was. I just knew if we could get the ball to him, he's a player who can just 
just just just spin the game on its head, and that's what he did. And it's it's just absolutely ridiculous, honestly. And uh, to be honest, that lad should have got higher than 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 he should have been doing now. To be fair, and to be honest, he still ain't even too um take too late to him because I think he's only like is he 21, 22 now. That lad had so much ability, it's unbelievable. So with the players who who can just turn it on in an instance there. I think they were my type of players, to be fair. Definitely. Brilliant, brilliant. And obviously now for those that are that are listening and when football does resume, we all have a player to uh, to keep our eyes our eyes on um, and, and watch out for. Um as well, I, is... I, I don't think he even I don't think he's even playing at the moment. Playing anymore. That's a, that's a shame of his contact. I really yeah. think I have to contact him because he was absolutely, he, he was he was a decent lad. Um, he was under 13s, it's probably under 15s or something like that. But he, he was absolutely brilliant. He was. He was decent. Very yeah, good. it's a it's a shame that if it, if you know the, the player the player mentioned isn't isn't playing anymore because you know obviously we all want to see um, players try and and, yeah. and and get through and, and keep continuing to play as for as long as they can and mm. and what and if and if they have got some form of ability it would be a, a bit of a shame if they wasn't you know like say carrying on and, and continuing um with their playing um their playing journey for sure yeah um Rory with the level that you're at now um coaching wise are you looking to gain any more coaching qualifications along the way or are you happy with the level that you're at currently? Um, to be honest, I'm, I'm definitely looking to um, like uh, carry on with my like coaching like qualifications mode. Definitely at the moment. Um, currently, I'm still doing like um, what am I doing? Still doing the youth module. Youth module. What? Right now, I think that's the last time I spoke to you. Doing a youth module and um, obviously looking to do um, the level three and then see how high as possible I can um, just go. To be fair. Because ideally, like, I, I really think I, I've got the ability um, to just just coach higher. I, I think I can coach. I should be able to coach higher. I, I can't see it be a problem. To be fair, I can't see it be a problem. So. Yeah, um, no, that's that's excellent. And actually, um, I think the way with the the FA courses are going um, at the minute, it's probably that little bit easier for now for coaches to gain access to the to the course because they're making them more regionalized um whereas before it was more nationalized and i think it was yeah. a lot harder to to get on to to a, a uefa b course or a uefa a course because there was a lot more sort of prerequisites that you had to that you had to meet and a lot more criteria um yeah. whereas now i wouldn't say it's more relaxed but i think it's just become more accessible now for for grassroots coaches um to to try and make that that next step up the up the coaching ladder so you know hopefully in the next um few years or, or so we'll we'll see that you've um you've managed to get on your your way for b and, and and pass it um and rory what do you think in your opinion could be done to help coaches develop that little bit further um you know as they as they try and, and go through their their coaching journey um, to be honest, like um, no disrespect to like uh, the chairmans and like people who own clubs and things like that. Um, what I noticed there's some great coaches out there with the qualifications and who've got um, the experience. Um, what I noticed, it, it's like especially in, like the semi-pro game. What I noticed, they'll, they'll just go for somebody who they know instead of 
the person who's got the you know what I mean qualification the experience and, and been there and there's there's so many quality coaches out out there but they're not getting a chance and I just cannot understand I don't know I don't know what it is honestly I really don't know what it is at all I, I don't know if you found it or other coaches might be listening to this and thinking you know what I mean I might be right but that's me per that's me personally I, I, I just feel there's so many coaches out there who are not who are not getting the chat you know what I mean the chance they they, they should get to be fair with so, all their qualifications what they've done so is it fair to say then Rory like with that perhaps um some coach mentoring might might help these these young um younger coaches coming through um or or is it simply a case of people higher up the the ladder if you like um you know as you mentioned like chairman and people like that is it just simply a case for them to just try and give try and give younger coaches a bit more of a chance what do you think mentoring or or giving young people a a, a bit more of a chance I'd, I'd say a bit of both to be fair obviously like play there's like um coaches you need mentoring but I'd say that um, most important thing is for chairmen to take take a risk on some of these some of these coaches, because if 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 it, if it pulls off, if it comes off, you know for a fact, you know what I mean. You'd have a decent coach and it's a stepping stone, and they can just carry on and just go 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 to a higher level. But if you're not going to give them a chance, they're, they're, they're just going to get despondent and say, you know what? No, nah, I'm not so even going to bother because I'm not even getting no chances at all. So um, I, I'd say I'd say I'd say to be honest, like it's important, like some of the some of the chairmen's give them a chance and see what they can do. To be honest, that's brilliant, brilliant, and um, you know, hopefully, if there are any any chairmen listening, you know, and you know, they might feel that there might be a change needed um, within their football club, then you know, hopefully they, they might start looking a little bit a little bit younger and, and go for somebody perhaps that they may not know um, but can still probably do the job just as well or if not better than than perhaps one of their one of their mates. And Rory, just a quick one um, for me, last sort of question on, on, on this for today is what advice would you give um, young coaches that are that are, or young people that are trying to get into coaching or, you know, young coaches again that are that are coming through the through the system. What advice would you would you give those guys? Personally, I'd, I'd say believe in your own abilities. I'd say that believe in your own abilities. Don't let nobody um, take 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 you off track. Because to be honest, like there's plenty of times in the twenty odd years I've been doing it, and like um, people try to fight against me and fight against other people who have done coaching before, but thing about it you have to believe in yourself if you believe you can do it even in walk of life people try to put you down no matter what but if you believe in yourself and anything is possible but if you if you keep that in yourself at the end of the day you know what i mean people are just going to put you down so it's most important you believe in yourself have your own philosophy uh go out there and uh, meet different people probably your played at a higher higher level and speak to him and you know what i mean ask him questions it might be one thing you probably don't know they they might be able to tell you and just get just get try gain the experience um another thing don't don't be scared to try things that's most important don't be scared to try things at all that i think that for a coach that is key because um it ha- happened so so long ago um in, obviously, in the English game, 
people were just playing like 4-4-2 all the time. Everyone was playing 4-4-2 when I was growing up. Everyone was playing 4-4-2. But all of a sudden now, if you've seen the game, the game's changed. People are playing different formations and, you know what I mean? There's, there's not many games you go to, they probably play the same t- um, two teams are playing like the same formation. If, you know what I mean? So obviously, all I'm saying is, if you... If you've got a formation or anything you'd like to try, go ahead. Don't be scared to try. That's me personally. And believe in yourself. That's the most important thing. Believe in your own ability. Definitely. Fantastic answer that, Rory. And um, and one that I'm sure many, many people that are listening will will, will look to take on um, for sure. Um, Rory, that is it. We are out of time for today. Um, no problem, mate. Guys, we are we are on Spotify as well, so give us a follow on there um, at WM32Football um, is where you can find us on there. Um, if you would like to get in touch and share your coaching journey or, or any other stories relating to, to football, then please get in touch with us on our social media channels, again, at WM32Football for those. Uh, this video will also be on YouTube, so give it a like, comment below in the comments box and make sure that you subscribe to the channel. Again, WM32Football for those. Um, all that leaves me to do is just to thank Rory Downs for taking his time out and sharing his his coaching journey with us so far that has spanned across across two decades. Rory, thank you so much for your time Cheers, today. Man. Thanks for that. Appreciate that, pal. Not a problem. Anytime, mate.